What's up? Welcome to the podcast. Are you ready to rock? <laughs> no. Are you ready for Valentine's Day? <laughs> no, Valentine's Day's over. Are you ready for Schmalentine's Day? <laughs> We're ready to talk about, I guess, some SNL 40. I guess we should talk about that. We got lots to talk about. First of all, for anybody that's looking for black market girl scout cookies <laughs> it's that time of year again it's actually a little early but we got them early for some reason i actually robbed a troop of girl scouts <laughs> i've stolen all their cookies it teaches them a good lesson about the realities of life <laughs> sometimes when you run a small business you'll be robbed from <laughs> by someone that's bigger and stronger than you that's horrible it's a valuable life lesson and as they grow older, they'll realize, you know what? He was right. <laughs> you know what? I hope he enjoyed those cookies that he stole from us because technically he earned them. <laughs> he no. earned them the wrong way, but they were still earned. So I have Samosas. Samoas? And I have... Samosas? I have Thick Mints. Thin Mints. And I have Ragalongs. Tagalongs. And I have Schmagalongs. And uh, so if you want some black market Girl Scout cookies, just email me at Harold and your mom's cast. <laughs> no. At dot com Girl Scout go team dot com. No. Yeah. Oh, let's uh, talk about SNL's 40th anniversary special. Yeah. Let's talk about that shit show. <laughs> <laughs> I love how like they had the Saturday Night Live 40th special on a Sunday. I know on when everything's on, Walking everything's Dead, on. Downton Abbey. They also had the all an NBA All Star Game was on. That's hilarious. I to know me. that was and end on a Sunday when it's Saturday Night Live. Yeah. yeah, that's hilarious. I wonder how that that set uh, the tone for how fucking horrible the thing was. Nah, it wasn't that bad. There it was wasn't moments. that bad. There, there was were moments. moments. There was moments that are like, yeah, you, when you bring Dan Aykroyd and Norm Macdonald and Jim Carrey and freaking daryl hammond and bill murray bill murray and jerry seinfeld something's gotta pop you know yeah what I mean? right there's gonna be some there's gonna be good stuff. stuff and there was there was some i mean they did that skit the jeopardy skit which was an was old probably one from the, the will ferrell days of the night though the yeah best sketch that wasn't pre-taped or like a fucking like in memory of sort of thing like right. remember the digital shorts i feel like there's they've done better specials like they, they when have they did done the, better spe- well the i i go back to remembering the 15 anniversary special and that was a really good one but yeah. the this i mean the the so the jeopardy skit was will ferrell it's one that he did in his during his days and it's daryl hammond plays sean connery celebrity jeopardy. celebrity jeopardy norm mcdonald celebrity jeopardy. norm mcdonald plays burt reynolds and it is fucking hilarious i feel like most people like if you're a know fan that, of the show you know, you know skit, celebrity yeah. jeopardy it's probably the most popular sketch of that like repeat repeat sketch of their time almost and then Jim Carrey was Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. And then but what was interesting to me about this sketch was that they had a couple of the, like uh they had Justin Bieber played by Kate McKinnon and yeah. they had Taron Killen do um Christoph, Christoph Waltz. Waltz. And is uh, those are the two best players on the new SNL the currently. The cast, yeah. And they looked completely out of their league. They looked very junior. They looked very junior, which they are. Technically they are. They technically they are. Yeah, compared to Norm Macdonald and Daryl Hammond and Will Ferrell, you're fucking super junior. They're super junior. Same with Jim Carrey, like, you know, what are you going to do? You're I just going to look a little novice even though you're, you know, the strongest players currently but it just also shows you that this is kind of the weakest cast ever 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 
Yeah. By far. Some Even, would argue that Downey Jr. cast was the weakest cast I guess ever. so, but that was sort of like their misstep in casting because they had like Anthony and Michael Hall. They had like yeah. famous kids. Right. They're like, we'll hire famous kids of like the fucking brat pack. Right. You know, and see how that works. And it didn't work. It didn't work. But it's still, I'm still, I doubt that it's worse than this. It's like as a whole. I actually haven't you seen any episodes. Go back and watch it. It's, it's probably pretty it's bad. It's pretty bad. But I mean, there's... That skit totally cemented for me that everyone's like out of their league. I mean, all the people that from the current show that were on it just looked really out of their league next to, you know, Maya Rudolph and Kristen yeah. Wiig and even Kristen Wiig even and Kristen Bill Hader. Yeah, and Hader. And yeah. Will Forte and yeah, um, Will Forte. Molly Shan and Rachel Dratch. Everyone was there. Chris yeah. Parnell. They did a digital short, Andy Sandberg and that Adam Sandler, okay. which wasn't like funny, but it was sort of the idea behind it was, okay, that's finally they're sort of making something out of Because basically the premise was, you know, we broke or who, who basically you crack up in a sketch. Crack up in a sketch, yeah. yeah. You break in a sketch, it means you, you know, you break fourth wall and you're, you're laughing at what's happening in the sketch. And they, yeah. they talk about how it's either really funny or because it's not going well and you choose to bail on the sketch. Well, and it was a device to show the bloopers, basically, which is, which sort is of good. what it is. Which yeah, is, which was kind of clever. I wish they actually showed more actual bloopers because with that, they didn't really show like, it wasn't bloopers, bloopers. It was like just many different times of the, you know, players of breaking up, breaking, yeah. cracking up. But there's other bloopers like when will ferrell they're doing that like fashion uh, store scene and he's in the wheelchair the electric wheelchair and he yeah. keeps crashing yeah, yeah, into yeah. the freaking like displays and stuff right and the, 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 like, you know then there's other bloopers like when that that moose or that uh mountain lion was rolled out during the robert goulet performance they didn't do any robert goulet yeah stuff. i know they should have done they might have shown like funny. a they didn't even really show a clip they might have shown like a, a you know a, a you know, like a frame of it in a montage, but they didn't actually show like a clip with audio of like how you know that was an important sketch, man. There was a lot of, I mean, obviously character. there were so many to choose from. I was surprised they didn't show the church lady, but that's because they they did show with, the church. Well, lady, they showed though. the church yeah. lady, but they didn't do a skit. No, where they did but Wayne's they do World. A they wouldn't do a church lady sketch. It'd have to be Wayne's World. It wouldn't cool. If they did the ladies man because Tim Meadows was there and he sort yeah. of did like a little thing. He did like a, uh, I think it was when Seinfeld was like taking questions from the audience. Yeah, and he he got up. Yeah, that's all he did though. <laughs> yeah, it would have been funny to see the ladies' man even just as a part of a different sketch. Like, like I don't remember them showing a clip of that. Did they? Yeah, Maybe they a did. quick clip. They did. They just showed him sort of like I'm the ladies' man. Like remember this? Yeah. You know, and people were like, yes, we we really liked that. And they did a, a, a Tracy Morgan thing, which was, I thought, very, you know, uh, fitting. And they should have. It was a little know. short. I thought they cut it off before they needed to, but. Yeah, they kind of did. Yeah, I mean, they did a little it, thing on Brian Fellows. They could have done like a montage of Tracy stuff. Yeah. Because they sort of, it was him and Tina. And they're like, we, you know, we really wish you could be here. And, you know, Tracy Morgan. They just did that one It was, joke. It was Alec Baldwin and, and Tina introducing. Alec Baldwin introducing yeah. the clip, which was of Brian Fellow, which is, you know, one of the funniest things that tracy did on the right. show like as a recurring character but there's like dominican lou there's you yeah. know uh, what else he the star jones they should have done oh, some yeah, star, jones, the star stuff. jones stuff was like, hilarious he did a lot of stuff on that fucking yeah. show man and they could have done like a really funny montage of all like the sort of great moments of tracy right. morgan which I mean, are, of which there are many i i liked the way they so of course justin and jimmy opened the opened show up, with arguably, kind of like a 
they're arguably like the most successful contemporary right player. like currently currently justin's not a cast member but he kind of became like an unofficial cast member for that he's time been a period. host more than five times and he's just was like on the show so much right is a, a you know a musical act and a host and and then like digital short with yeah Sandberg. He, i don't think he yeah. was a host maybe he was a host that episode but i feel like he's done digital shorts where he wasn't a host he just yeah was he in just the short. was in the shorts and like you know, Dick in the Box is probably it's one of iconic. the most you know, popular digital shorts ever. I probably ever. Yeah, and definitely. And it's like you know, of fans of it because there's a lot of people that are, aren't really fans of SNL that like know and no like Dick, Dick in, in the Box. Box. Yeah, I'm on a boat, but like the favorites are like you know on the ground, threw it on the ground. Lazy Sunday. Lazy Sunday. You know, uh, like a boss. Like a boss is awesome. There's the ones that you can just continually watch. It was really he carved out an. I, I really like the one with Shia LaBeouf, where, Shia LaBeouf, where it's like that. I think it's a a, a a parody of the final episode of The OC, which is a show I never watched. Mm-hmm. But it's where they use that Imogene Heap song. Oh yeah, and, and yeah, like yeah. They yeah. keep like shooting each other. And it's like, <laughs> oh, that's a really yeah, funny. Yeah, that's hilarious. That's a really funny. And then one. like Bill Hader shows up, and they're both cops and. Yep. and then they start shooting each other how did what is that song how did that's not that's like yeah i forget how the fucking song goes when yeah. it like picks up at that moment but if you go back and watch if you just look up like digital show with shy Labouf, it's Le really Le fucking funny well, natalie portman's one was pretty oh yeah funny. the natalie portman rap like gangster yeah. portman thing that that was, that was funny, pretty man. funny yeah that was he, sandberg sort of made an era for his of his own uh, they didn't the really shorts. represent that because obviously they had to show all the digital stuff from 40 years and yeah. they, so they had it, it mixed in, but it wasn't, you know, it, it didn't get the highlights that it deserved. But the, mm-hmm. so Justin and Jimmy, when they did their opening, kind of went through, they did like a, a song that incorporated all the best skits of SNL, which was yeah. one way that they got this stuff out so they didn't have to show everything. And then they do show a montage of a lot of stuff. and then, Sort of like a song and dance sort of uh, right. amalgamation or what is that? There's, there's a term for that where they take, you know, clips of all the different stuff, put it together and make it into sort of one montage montage song. There's, there's a name for it. But yeah, it was okay. They sort of like it was came okay. out in suit and tie, uh, you know, black tie thing. Yeah. And did their little song and dance. They sure and, love being Jimmy and Justin, don't they? Yeah. Well, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, they love... Jimmy loves it all, though. Jimmy he's like, is just happy. He has so like happy. the heart of a puppy dog. Like it's weird. He yeah. has like the spirit. His spirit animal is a puppy, <laughs> like a young, like a little puppy dog that is always just so excitable. His spirit animal. That's his spirit animal. Is like a little beagle puppy. Definitely. Or, yeah. You or, know. Yeah. A little cocker spaniel. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. Little bloodhound, basset hound puppy <laughs> getting into everything, still excited. Hey, hey this is so great. This is oh so my great. God. So great. So great to see you. Can't believe you're here. It's like <laughs> yeah. you say that every time I, I'm here, man. I know. It's funny. I mean, if he really seems to be that way, dude's fucking in his 40s. He still like has the energy of a Which young child. Cool. It is cool. It's funny. Yeah. And then they showed the audition. Speaking of that like, was pretty neat. They did yeah, this segment with like the auditions. Audition of like, you know, everyone has to do a live audition to get on snl and they showed all the way back to like 
Chevy Chase and then all the yeah. way up Will Ferrell and then they showed more recent people like Sandberg and Seth Meyers and they didn't show Fred Armisen. They didn't. I would right. I would have liked to see that. Fred was there. He did some stuff. He did some stuff. He did he was in the Californians and he and That was one of the longer sketches. That was a little too long. It was funny because they had Bradley Cooper and Betty White made out. Yeah, they did and make out. And that was hilarious. And it was just funny. That sketch is funny, but that because they only did like maybe four live sketches. That were actually the Bassomatic, which was the old one. Yeah, Dan the Bassomatic, Lorraine Newman. They did the Californians. They did um, Wayne's World. Wayne's World. They did Celebrity Jeopardy. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they did like a song thing where they had a different. Oh, where song. they did all the different song yeah. skits, which was pretty funny, actually. Well, they did like what up with that and, the, and the, all the way and back. Will Ferrell and um, when he does what's her name. Um, oh, the church people, the two, yeah, the, the church, the church couple, like they do, they do modern songs and like, yeah, a you know, the, what's way. her name from Anna Gasteyer. Yeah. Anna Gasteyer. They, they d- that was very funny. They did that. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, they should, this is where it would have been a perfect opportunity for Eddie Murphy, who came out after a six minute introduction by Chris Rock, Chris Rock and who was then, also a cast member. Right. And then did nothing. All like, he did was like sort of pat himself on the back. Yeah. It's like, oh, I love this. It's part of a big part of my life. And, and okay, that's and, it. Well, and he pause. said, he said it was basically like, oh, it's like going back to my old high school and thanks for the memories. And then he's like, are you guys going to go out? He like basically, and he's talked to, can he like talk to the producers off screen? Like, is that where we're, oh, okay. So what? And like, he just, he basically like broke fourth wall and like talk to like basically the like whatever producer yeah like, segment producer and he's like oh okay so let's clap it let's just clap it out to break and then that was it and yeah like, he didn't do anything i mean no, that was, was probably stupid. something they talked about like he's like i'll come but you better like honor me for one and two i'm not, I'm doing, not doing shit, shit. i'm not well, putting on a gumby outfit i'm not i doing wish buck he weed. did i wish he did buckwheat buckwheat buck buck would have been funny in the music segment where he does that whole well it would have been easy too because he didn't have to dress up as anything he wouldn't have to go in a hot tub he wouldn't have to fucking put on makeup right. or you know you just put on that wig and do the buckwheat thing right. and he could have just sh- it would have been funnier if he just showed up as buckwheat it- within the sketch i know and then maybe after that they be did like, a eddie murphy uh, eddie thing. murphy tribute thing well they you know Remember they also gave like a little tribute to Chevy Chase, which I was also wondering, why are you doing this? They did, yeah. because they, they showed all the news stuff. They had the weekend updates. And stuff. then they had all the update guys. They had out. all the updates. Except for Dennis Miller. He, Except didn't, he, wasn't, he wasn't there. He wasn't there. Yeah. Yeah. Dennis Miller should have been there. But they it, had the update guys and they introduced uh, Chevy Chase separately who came out on his own and was a big, fat, bloated kind of jerk. Like big, old, fat. Big, oh, fat. Oh, my old. God. He's aged horribly. I know. He almost aged worse than Bill Murray has. At least Bill Murray still has like a nice spirit about him. He's still funny. And, he's in, and she's not fat. And he's not fat and gross and great. <laughs> like, so grayed out. Like, Bill Murray's kind of grayed out, too. But he's, like, at least funny and game. Like, he still cl- likes to play. Like, he did that whole Jaws. Uh, that was funny. Jaws lounge singer Yeah, thing. based on his lounge singer character. From, like, fucking 35 years I ago. Know. You know what I mean? Like, Bill Murray. And he did other things. Like, he was in the show. He was in the, the show. Night. He did a bunch of stuff, yeah. It shows you, like, the kind of people, like, who's who and what kind of people they are, well, you know? why'd they have to do a special thing for Chevy Chase? Because, remember, like, I think you're the one who told me that he was supposedly a dick when he was on the show and he acted like it was his show. Yeah. He was the star. And, and then it, he was banned as host. He wasn't allowed to come back oh, and host right. it because he like, there was a cast member on there who was gay and in the writer's room, he suggested a sketch where the gay cast member dies of AIDS or something what? like that. And I guess he was like really, uh, like sexually, uh, 
aggressive, aggr- aggressive, and like mis- sort of misogynistic, and mm. he grabbed their ass or wh- whoever, and mm-hmm. just yeah, you know, we should go and fuck or you know oh, stuff great. like that. That's like nice, but apparently there's a lot of that on that show. I'm like, sure there the is. Scenes. I don't know any like specific instances, but I've heard sort of like. Like what's her name? Julie uh, Louise Dreyfus. She wasn't hated there. it. Well, yeah. she wasn't even there, was she? I no, didn't see she her. wasn't there. But she talks about how she hated she her like time it. on SNL. Yeah, she did. She was, vo- and she's vocal about it. Especially coming from someone who's still extremely successful. Yeah, to be vocal about something like that from twenty plus years ago. Right. Clearly, she had like a shit More experience. Like 30. She was on. She was on the Eddie Murphy cast. She was on with yeah. Eddie Murphy and Joe Piscopo, yeah. and they had Piscopo, and Piscopo was even there. Was there, and he did the Sinatra thing. Yeah, which was pretty funny. Yeah, it was awesome. Speaking of like fucking celebrity pop-ins, how about Taylor Swift on the California? Boo. Boo. She did not get the love either. No, that nobody was funny. really clapped for her. Well, because as these celebrities would sort of come into the sketches, they'd get that sort of like rise of applause when you know you notice who it is. Bradley Cooper got it, Betty White got it. But when Taylor Swift came out, people were like, Okay, impress us. You know, yeah. do something who funny. Who are you? Yeah, you're funny, you're talented. Oh, we do. yeah, okay. Because like when you're performing in front of it was like CK, Silverman, Seinfeld, Larry David, yeah. Chris Parnell, like all of these like old Robert heads. D- Nero, Robert De Niro, Christopher Bill Walken, Murray. yeah, all these people. So like f- Taylor Swift, Tell, who are you? You're coming out in front of us. We, there was no like, no, Woo! nothing. I don't even. I'm not sure that everyone recognized her. At first, she had that big hat on and long hair. She had like a long hair. She has long hair though. No, she? she has short hair. She has long hair though. Well, no, it's not she like... had extensions, so she had this big long wig on, and yeah, she. I, I don't that think that they necessarily recognized her, but if they once they did, it's like okay. Yeah, know, nobody gave a fuck. No one gave a fuck, and they were like, "Okay, yeah, do make us laugh." If you can, if you can make us <laughs> laugh, we'll laugh at it. But we're not just gonna give it up to you because yeah. you're like fucking Taylor Swift, like and what? and she wasn't funny. She wasn't. She did it was stupid the way she did it. Well, she has like a natural gawky awkwardness that appeals to her audience. Yeah, that doesn't appeal to people that actually have skills. You know what I mean? <laughs> and talent and talent and have like worked hard at stuff. Right. Like, granted, she I'm sure she works really hard at her crappy stuff, but it doesn't make it good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you work. <laughs> Works really hard at her crap. Her like shit, her shit things, you know. And like, yeah, you travel the world, but you're also traveling the world in style. Yeah, doing shows and you're doing all this shit, and you're a part of all of like the biggest circles. You know, it's hard to have sort of like, oh, but she works really hard. It's like, yeah, okay, yeah. So do I. She has a lot of help. So do we. So do you. So do we. Well, in contrast, I have to give it up for Miley Cyrus, who did a cover of Paul Simon's 50 Ways to Leave Your Lover, and she killed it. That was awesome. I, I was really impressed. I mean, they It's cool because she was completely dressed, yep, and she looked good. Fully clothed. It was a nice sort of like, uh, almost like something Annie Lennox would wear. It was like a white yep, a jumpsuit. Suit. Like suit. Yeah, two-piece suit and it had sort of like that sort of texas cowboy embroidery on Mm -hmm. the shoulders of roses and stuff and she sang the song really well and it was really tight it was she wasn't like even compared to like fucking bung taylor swift like (laughs) that shows you like molly cyrus she might be a young hot mess and she is kind of right now and she's sort of like flexing that like vag muscle right (laughs) (laughs) she's totally like kegeling out on the on her audience yeah she's working her kegels working on her fitness with her audience and she'll probably outgrow it but if she does and doesn't like get blown out on drugs or whatever it is the fuck she's doing, there is talent there. There is. And she does come from like a musician family. Yeah. And like, you know, fucking, yeah, okay, so you're not into whatever she's doing. Yeah, it's might 
gross you out or you just think it's sort of like beneath you but that performance speaks volumes yeah about like what her you know, talent her level. talent level as a, a musician singer songwriter whatever because yeah. that was good and it was good by any standard by any standard like she was tight with the musicians and the musicians were really good and you could tell she was right fucking there for the yep. performance and she had the audience yeah she did and people gave it up to her it was like that's that was good and at first i'm like why is she performing at the 40 year anniversary it's like why yeah you know, she like she, she's only been the last like few years that she's actually been on the show, right. and she's not exactly has like you know she doesn't have like a pedigree in the or a history yet, or with a SNL history. That's right, right. very long and in the scope of forty years. Yeah, what, forty years. What about Kanye's weird performance where he's yeah? Like, I wonder why they had the him ground, perform. They show him upside down with his head and with then, his head, and there's like this screen, this white screen that was like you know a foot away from him lying on the ground as he's performing. It was super like fucking art house. Mm. installation video performance right and it was fine it was jesus walks i I never really liked that song when it was popular like it's i get the message and mm-hmm. it's cool and everything but it's not like one of my favorite songs by kanye west and right. I, I think he did another song maybe off of his latest uh album i guess yeezus it might have been off of yeezus and i guess sia sia was there also she, yeah, she a was big wig with the big the blonde white platinum wig yeah i don't know it was fine you know it was, it was I guess, fine but it was it wasn't anything well, you know uh, yeah and I, I don't know i was kind of odd about the choices because again like kanye was never like a big contributor to yeah SNL. why was you know why was he picked i don't think he's hosted it either he's definitely pro- he's been has, on many times yeah, he's been a musical guest yeah. but lots of musicians have been musical guests true like they had the arcade fire the lead singer of arcade fire I mean, like they presented sh- i don't something. know why they didn't perform because yeah. they're like a favorite of the show and, and i feel like contemporary they were in too. a digital short too i feel like with andy samberg when he possibly did, they were they for, okay. for sure were i can't remember which one it was or it was a sketch oh or like oh sergio the sax man remember oh, that sketch yeah. that digital short yes, that's so yes. funny yeah there's lots there man uh john ham wasn't there he that should, was surprising that john ham wasn't he, there surprised he didn't do like a yeah uh, uh, you know just like a presentation or you know gave a talk or a little sort of introduction to right. something but, maybe uh, he wasn't available because yeah, he wasn't even in the audience. Well, Paul McCartney performed, and that was kind of weird. That was kind of old man singing. I mean, there's people talk about, oh, God, McCartney. you got to see Paul McCartney. He's in his 70s, and he's awesome. And I mean, I love the Beatles. I loved Wing- Paul McCartney and Wings, but he doesn't sound awesome anymore. He doesn't sound awesome. He well, just doesn't. I just feel like it's like... If we're just watching it for nostalgia, then I'm not really going to get off on it. I don't get yeah. off on the music that I fucking geeked off of 10 years ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, yep, those are songs that I really liked, but they don't give me the same fucking vibe outside of like classic, classic songs. But I mean like songs, contemporary stuff that you grow up on. You know, I don't know. It's but that's a baby boomer trait. I mean, and that's is. so Lorne Michaels. that's a Lorne Michaels Yeah, thing. and he, and of course, Paul Simon was there and he ended the show by singing... Um, still crazy after all these years, which basically they Robert Smigel did a joke digital animated short about how the next the reunion in the future would have an old wheeling out an old Paul Simon like singing a robot that song. Paul Simon. Yeah, and yeah. he and he and, and he, he, did. he sounded did like an old man singing this song, and a lot of people don't know who he is. Which so I thought it was appropriate that Miley Cyrus sang his song, given how much attachment he has to SNL. But I almost would have liked to seen somebody else sing Paul McCartney's song, maybe. Yeah, or know? sing it with him, or just or give it, it with a, bit, them, a new or, life to yeah, it. Yeah, give 
give it a little new life or something. Yeah, and Paul Simon, just to have him sing that, and he looks, he's so little and old. Yeah, and it, it was, like, and all I thought of was like, and... all I could think of is this fucking Edie Brickell beating his fucking ass. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like, when you, when you hear about that, you're like, oh my God, like, yeah, she could probably beat his fucking ass. Like, he's a little tiny man, a yep. little old man. Yeah. And she's not that small. We saw, she performed with Steve Martin, who was also there. And who, did, and, and, and he, he gave basically a lot. hosted. He, he was basically lot, the host. Man. He was yeah. like, yeah, he became the host. Like Timberlake and the What's it, Jimmy Fallon. They opened started, it up. but then it went. Then they. Then he was introduced. It transitioned it, to, to Steve him, Martin. and he sort of ran the. He sort became of hosting, well as he should. Host. Like he pretty much is. I don't know. It's hard to say who's the most successful alum. I guess it's Eddie Murphy. You know. But by are we talking dollars by dollars? Yeah, I, I dollars. could it could be Sand um, Sandler. It could be Sandler. Yeah, it could be Sand. Sand I don't know. Sandler's up there. I, feel I like, mean, Eddie Murphy for sure could be. I mean, there's I feel a like lot of talent wise. Eddie Murphy is up there, and Steve Martin because like Eddie Murphy just through from stand up, and then the, just the Beverly Hills Cop and the Forty Eight Hours, and like yeah. just that era of Eddie Murphy was like the There's biggest. There's a lot era. of people in that room, though. There's a lot of success in that well, room. Will Ferrell, like his all yeah, his Will movies. Ferrell. He's still ma- making movies. Uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus, who wasn't there, but she's one of the most successful cast members. Yeah, she is. I mean, it's, by bar none, she's yeah. you know won Emmys in three different shows, and she's a Seinfeld alum. She continues to just. And she continues have her own, to be a powerhouse. Have yeah. her own shows, like as not ensemble. She's cast. arguably the most successful woman, even more so than Tina Fey. Well, yeah, she has like ten plus years on Tina Fey, yeah. but still, yeah, because you know, Thirty Rock was really popular, but it's not like the most successful show. And her movie career wise. hasn't been popular, with the no. exception of Mean Girls, but. Yeah, you know, it's not like she's had like crazy. No, that box admission movie success. didn't work. That baby mama movie didn't work. Yeah, there's yeah, there's like a handful of movies Date that she made movie. that did not work. Yeah, it's hard to say. It's hard to say. I feel like there's probably like a top five, and it's definitely like Steve Martin, Eddie Murphy, Adam Sandler, Will Ferrell, and then Julia Julia Drivers, Tina Fey, kind of thing. Right. But I guess it, you know, and then a lot of it's you know, well. If, Chris, Chris Farley, Rock's really, if Chris, Chris Farley Rock was too. still alive, Chris Rock, if Belushi was still alive, you know, oh yeah, what would they have been? There's done, a lot yeah. of, there's a lot of, of what ifs, what ifs. Phil Hartman. Then you could say Mike Myers though too, because Mike Myers, yeah, you could. Oh yeah, Mike Myers. Mike, he was absolutely. There. Uh, Austin Powers and fucking Wayne's World alone, like those, and, and Shrek, and then Shrek. I mean, he, he might, might be, have the most money. He might have the most money. It's hard to say. It's hard to say. Well, it just shows you fucking, it is quite the institution. Yeah. And, you know, granted, they haven't had like a really cool crossover thing in a long time, SNL, that worked. Uh, it, but, and there hasn't been a lot of like crossover. I guess Andy Samberg's kind of the most successful crossover currently. Currently. But then you have like Will Forte's doing a lot. And Bill well, and Hader's Amy doing Poehler a lot. And... Amy Poehler and Tina Fey are doing a lot. But then really Fallon, I'd say, is well, probably the most... Wig. I'd say Fallon must be the most successful because he's the fucking host of The Tonight Show. Like, who else? Like, that's sort of the biggest yeah, gig you can have. Yeah, but I mean, from a dollar's perspective and, and, and no, the course for, of time. Forget dollars. Like, no, I'm talking about, like, right now, like, out of Sam... You know, Samberg wasn't part of necessarily the Fallon era, but... I feel like Fallon. You you have to give it to Fallon. Like he's the host of the Tonight Show. He's the yeah. host of the Tonight Show, and he probably will be for twenty five years. Right? You know what I mean? Yeah. So you know that's kind no, of the pinnacle. There's a lot of talent there there that came out of there, and it's yeah, impressive. It's, it's interesting. And and I mean they did. It was a bit long. Not a bit. It was very long. It was, it was three like three hours. and a half. No, it's three, three and, and a half, half hours. hours. And 
it, I felt like there were places it could have cut. There were some misses, but there was a it, lot of montages. Yes, it's sort of like yeah, we all remember that thing. You know what I mean? I feel right. like they could have cut down on the montages and showed like actual clips of sketches that were really funny. Yeah, and they could have done more like for Phil Hartman because they did it like here's all the people he lost. It was very small, yeah. And, it, and you know, yeah, there's cast members, but then there's a lot of like crew members and makeup artists and prop people, yep. and you know, so you got to give it up to them. And, that, and actually, they gave a standing ovation to the crew when they honored the crew which at that nice. one, which is nice yeah. because like yeah, come on, you know, they don't get any of the accolades and they're there right. every fucking week, and it's a really high stress, high volume show right so you got to give it up to them but yeah they feel like they should have done i don't know it'd be hard to split that up to do like mem- mem- like memorial for the cast members and do these like you know sort of longer sketch no because i mean think of all the people that were lost Belucci, farley phil hartman jan, jan hooks just died you know yeah, but you could sell you do like a couple minutes or a minute of like montage of because they showed a matt foley thing they showed the chip and dales thing but it wasn't like this is met ladies and gentlemen Gilda. in memory of Chris Farley, in memory of Gilda Radner. I feel like they could have, they should have done it like that, especially with Phil Hartman. There's so many funny things. I know things. so much. And there's did. funny things that you would like see and be like, oh, I completely forgot about that. Yeah. Like, that is so funny. That sketch with like just the Two Lives crew sketch where Chris uh, Rock plays Uncle Luke. Yep. And they're in like a, uh, a board meeting. And, you know, it was like the height of Two Live Crew success. And it was literally like the first like raunchy all the way out rap group band mm-hmm. in America. They got banned in America at one point by like Dan Quayle and shit. Yeah, that's you right. Know, like Dan Quayle. Yeah. Dan Quayle. And I remember they're in the fucking boardroom and <laughs> Phil Harvin plays one of the executives and he goes up to Uncle Luke who's played by Chris Rock and he's like, I have an idea for a song. And he just starts <laughs> like sort of snapping his fingers and he's like, do it. Do it in the butt. <laughs> I know that's the And then funniest. he goes, do it again, my back end friend. <laughs> <laughs> and just coming from Phil Harvin. It's like the fucking it's funniest so thing. Funny. I'll never forget it. I almost want to watch it again just to see because I haven't seen it in so long, but it's still funny. And like yeah. Chris Rock with like the gold teeth and the fucking like, right. America bandana playing Uncle Luke. It was so funny. So yeah, there's stuff like that that like are really like deep in the archives. That would have been nice to sort of. You got three and a half hours. You can't show like a little bit of like yeah. older stuff. You know, the, the layoff man. I'm starving. That, yeah. you know? Like those are the classic things you think of when you think of Chris Farley and the Matt Foley and the, the they showed the show. Matt Foley. They showed the Matt Foley. They showed the interview show. They did like a uh, her impersonation. Of Remember Matt they did Foley. that segment of and then stupid Emma Stone did a did a Rosanna did a Gilda, Dano, which yeah. was not a good one. No, it's like just because you wear the wig and you fucking like show up. No. Showed you how great Gilda was, yeah, and how like the new generation like of fucking millennial fucking actors aren't really that interesting, you know? Yeah, yeah, they're <laughs> you know? in comparison. Like, comparatively, they're not the same age as they were back when they started, pretty much, and on SNL, and they were yeah. far more interesting. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I think it's just the like information age. Yeah, people don't have to work as hard or something. I don't know, but yeah, it was just sort of like it's sort of like yeah, you're doing like it's almost like just fucking Rosanna Dana cosplay like just because you're it wearing was, the wig and you have the makeup yes. and you're going like hey, I got gas I got gas it's like well she missed you, the punchline well she missing like the, the, the beats of the yeah like, or like why it's funny I feel like you don't even know why this is funny right you, you just know that it's loud and like opinionated yep. You know, so in like Melissa McCarthy's thing was fine, but she couldn't really get the inflections of Chris Farley, like the yelling, like, I'm over here. That's you. Like, you know, yeah. and like, I live in a van live down in by van. the river. Yeah. You know, and like, she kind of got it, but I she mean, 
she kind of got it. And like, yeah, you're both fat, so that works. I she guess. got the gestures right. Yeah, but yeah, there's there's something about the way Farley, like his inflections, are right. And just his commitment to like the the, the words and yeah. like the act outs. I mean, well, again, how, how are you going to match Chris Farley? It's sort of like a nice, a nice like ode to the yeah, them, you know. And yeah. then they did the the street shark or land shark. Land shark. Land shark yep. was funny, and it was funny because if you watch it, they, they kind of missed their cue on the land shark thing because the land shark comes out and Tina Fey's just standing there, and then you can see like sort of off camera that she just sort of like walks into <laughs> the land shark's mouth. <laughs> She's like, "Oh, okay, I'll just go in here." I guess I this, missed that. Yeah, I mean. Probably a lot of rehearsal, you know, fuck a lot of rehearsal to get all of that in there. Well, I mean, and it, and that said, they did do a really a pretty good job producing this and wrangling it all together. Given that fuck you've yeah. got forty years, you've got all this star star power that they have to organize. And I mean, Will Ferrell, I saw him interviewed. And he talked about how he's been rehearsing for a couple days. A couple days. I mean, some of them were rehearsing right. for a lot longer. And so some of these guys only came in to rehearse for a couple days or a day. Yeah, that's so all think you got. About, like how, I mean, I have to say, given that, they they pulled it off. Yeah. I mean, like you said, when you're managing that much like old talent yeah. and like ego. Egos. It's like all these egos that you got to balance and manage and everyone's showing up for this one thing, you know, you, that in itself to have Larry David and Seinfeld and like yeah. all these old school people. I'm sure George Shapiro was there and like people like that, you know, that are there. And then like all of like the past members that, you know, like Finesse Mitchell I saw was there. Right. And Jeff Richards was there. And like, so yeah, to have everyone in there and turn basically like their studio audience seating into, into- like a All red the people, carpet, yeah, like red Oscars. Carpet. Everyone's wearing a, a freaking red, a black tie. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. pretty impressive. Yep, I think that uh, all in all, they did a a pretty good job. Yeah. I was impressed. My favorite moment was I think they closed with the Wayne World sketch, or it was oh, the last. It was sketch. towards the end. Yeah. yeah, it was like the last, re- literally like rehearsed sketch. And the funniest part was they did the top 10. Yeah. And they talked. <laughs> the funniest thing was they, I can't remember if they said how they introduced it, but it basically like, and uh, we love seeing artists and l- like Beck. And like, and then Garth's like, yeah, I almost thought Beck was better than Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> and like Kanye, when <laughs> they showed funny. Kanye West, it was hilarious. Oh, but then they said, Kanye, stay in your seat. Yeah, stay, stay in, in your seat. seat. And, and then they and showed like these guards. Yeah, there was like bodyguards by Kanye. And he got up and like, it was clearly rehearsed, but right. it was still funny that like they put that out there because yeah. yeah beck is better than beyonce yeah you know i wish be- <laughs> you know what it would have been cool to have beck perform on the show yeah they should have we said that i said that yeah. last night like it would have been cool coming off of that whole little incident it wasn't a huge incident but it would have been cool to have beck like come out and yeah perform a paul mccartney song or a yep. paul simon song or something like that just like a classic and have him do it with his group and his arrangements yeah that would have been because awesome. he's a fucking musical fucking genius you yep. know what i mean he really is like and that's the thing it's like you can't talk about artistry. Like, okay, you didn't want Beck to win, but don't bring in artistry into it. Yeah, like, I man, know. Like, that's not fair at all. Not that's not at fair all. all. It just makes me think you've never heard a Beck song or you don't know about Beck's process, you know? Yeah. Like, maybe you remember Odalay from 96. No, he doesn't know his music. You There's know? no way. I don't believe he even knows But it's any weird. Of his like, music. he's a Kanye West is a very successful producer and he was a producer first and, you know, and then a rapper. And so it's like, as a producer, you're supposed to know all of it. You know what I mean? You're supposed to listen to stuff well. that you wouldn't. That just because you're like you're making rap music, you're supposed to listen to everything else to like help it influence and make your music better. Like that's what a producer does. But you know that's I mean? the difference between him and Beck because Beck does know all of that. Beck listens to his music 
and Beck listens to. He talked about that. Yeah, in he an talked interview. about. It. He's he, like Kanye he West knows, is a genius. He knows everybody's music. Beck knows all of that, but yeah. Kanye knows his own little world. He's an egomaniac. He's a narcissist. He's a genius, but in some ways, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I like Kanye's music, and I always like Kanye, and I kind of liked him when he took the mic from Taylor Swift because I didn't well, like Taylor she Swift. She sucks, yeah. And she kind of sucks, and I thought like, yeah, yeah, you know, and I, I just sort of liked it as an incident, you know, like oh, yeah. you know, and he got what he deserved from people. People were pissed at him. They called him a dickhead, and they called him a toolbox, and you know, Pink okay, was mad fish. at him, and and gay fish and all that shit. <laughs> so like a lot of funny stuff came from it too. But I kind of when it happened, I was like, oh shit, this is awesome. Yeah, you know, good for you. Nobody does that shit, you know, nobody like especially at an award show right like everyone just sort of bites their tongue and plays their part and the sort of thing so when it did happen yeah like poor sweet little taylor swift like i think she she's done okay since then you know it didn't ruin her career and kanye was uh, like i remember his him walking down the red car with a bottle of hennessy he was probably fucking tanked you know what i mean and even if he wasn't even if he was completely sober and still did it it was still like fucking kind of cool I kinda he's not the it. first person to do it though i remember when sean colvin won song of the year for Sonny came home back in the Lilith fair days. I think it was Wycliffe who came up on stage and interrupted her speech and basically did the yeah. same thing. So I, I always, when I saw Kanye do that, I always thought that he ripped that off from that whole incident. Cause it was yeah. literally the same thing. Yeah. It is the same. I mean, old, old dirty bastard did it with, um, I think Puff Daddy won a rap, best rap Grammy, and Old Dirty Bastard came out on stage with a microphone and said, like, Wu-Tang, like, yeah, Puff Daddy's cool, Bad Boy's cool, but Wu-Tang does it for the kids. Remember yeah, that whole yeah, thing? Yeah, Wu-Tang yes, does do. it for yeah, the kids. Yeah. Like, everyone was saying that. Like, that became, like, a saying amongst people. Right. Like, like you're at McDonald's, like, Wu-Tang does it for the kids, you know? Yeah. And what's his name? The guy, one guy, one of the, uh, the guitarist from Rage Against the Machine one time got on stage oh, during the MTV yeah, Awards, and he yeah. climbed. There was, like, this big sort of display. Yeah, that was on another one. And that was more just like a protest thing. But I mean, the Sean Colvin one I only bring up just because of the parallel to Taylor Swift. Here she's like this white woman songwriter, much more talented than uh, Taylor. Right. But uh, it was very direct parallel. And I could just like it seemed to be inspiring. Of Maybe. What, maybe. I don't know if Kanye West would he may, it wasn't, have done yeah, that as inspiration. I feel like he doesn't do things. Yeah, you're right. He <laughs> does <laughs> things on his own. He does it like because Kanye does it because Kanye true. likes it. Because Kanye likes him. Kanye likes Kanye. Kanye but look what, what he Kanye did. Wants. We're like talking about SNL 40 and now we're on Kanye. Like, yeah, well, he the was there. Kanye. He was yeah. there. He showed up. Uh, sans Kim, which Chris, is kind of Christopher cool. Christopher Walken introduced him as Kanye. Kanye West. Kanye West. That was yeah. pretty funny. Was God, cool. Christopher Walken looks so old. They're it's all so old, though. They all look so old. old. Like, I grew if, up with If you guys. look at, like, Norm MacDonald and fucking Will Ferrell and, and then, you know, and then Bill Murray and, you know, like, everyone, they're all old. Everybody's right. old. Daryl Hammond, everybody's old now. I know. You know? And then the young people suck. <laughs> so all the good people are old and all the young yep. people suck. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Well, all right. So it was pretty good. It was, uh, it's worth checking out. You can see all the highlights online. Yeah, it's sure. one of those things. Just watch the highlights. Yeah. No one would sit through that whole three hour no, thing. No, we did, but that's because we're talking to you that's about it. That's because we get paid to do it. That's right. We get paid lots of money. But we also were able to see Walking Dead last night. Which was also on last night. Which is funny that they happened to have it on at the same time because I'm sure that they could have gotten a bigger audience if it didn't compete with it. If they did it on, I don't know, Saturday? Maybe. Maybe if they did it on like, like a Saturday. Saturday. <laughs> maybe they that, like did it on a maybe Saturday. Saturday? Maybe like a Saturday? I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. <laughs> maybe like Saturday would have been a good day to do it. I don't know. I got this weird like inkling. Like a weird like... 
Yeah. Yep. Well, so last night, Walking Dead was an interesting episode. It was after the Tyrese sad demise last Tyrese's week. Tyrese's day. Um, it was very, like, they're really low. And it was the first time on yeah. the show we've seen them sort of deal with hunger and thirst. thirst in a way that they haven't really, you know, they've, they, after, yeah. even after the prison exploded with the governor thing yeah. and everything they were all off on their own and they were on this mission to find each other kind of and but they were on a mission to find this terminus place like that became right. like it became the, a, thing. a thing now they had like they have nowhere to go they have no means of transportation right. they don't have a home base they don't like rick and carl michonne had that house in the burbs and you know the, yeah. uh, tyrese and carol found that home with the, the girls before she had to kill uh, the one and right so they all sort of had these places you know, but now like they're all together, which we like. Which we but like. They're completely fucking they're destitute. Broken. They're yeah. broken. Uh, what's her name's losing it? Tyrese's sister, which is you know, yeah, yeah. If your brother was fucking killed by zombies, you Sasha. might have a hard time too. Yeah, right. So she's losing it. Fucking. There's sort of like some friction in the group, mostly because of her. Like she's sort of causing friction with Abraham, and we're and not Michelle. friends. And now Abraham's drinking. Yeah, he's drinking. He's even the though bottle. they don't have any water, he's drinking, so which he's gonna is going to make it worse. Dehydrated and drunk and sick. Really, Maggie's like, sad as shit. Maggie's still fucking broke up. Glenn's trying to talk her off the ledge. Like everyone's kind of like thinking. Everyone's yep. having their sort of Tyrese moment, really, where it's like, how much longer am I going to fucking do this? Including Daryl, who cries. Yeah, Daryl cries. Daryl like, loses it. Daryl kind of loses it. Daryl has to sort of step in as his sort of like fairy godmother and she's sort of like, she's sort of his like nurse, like wet nurse. Yeah. Well, it's interesting that there there are three of them that seem to be shown in this episode as the, the in the darkest place. Maggie, Sasha and Daryl. Mm -hmm. And then there are three of them that kind of go rescue all of them. And that's Carol, you know? Glenn and Rick. Yeah. Yeah. And then Abraham is sort of losing there's like the and then Eugene is still sort of hanging on. But then and then so, you know, they're basically it's basically just like the road where they're just on the road. Yeah. They're walking. They sort of start getting chased by this small herd of walkers, which then they have to dispose of. And they thought of this clever way of just sort of baiting them onto this sort of sort of like a road bridge and just having them sort of fall off the side of it. Like and then just they, pushing them and they yeah, fall just off. pushing yeah. them. They're so like off, you know, they don't have balance. They don't have reflexes. You just get them off. And then what's her name fucking loses it and starts killing them. Yeah. Sasha, Tyrese's sister, because she still fucking broke up about it. And then. And she puts everybody in danger. Right. Because they're not, they're weak. They're not in a good state. So they're no. not able to fight. They really. don't have water. And it's like, don't expend so much energy when you don't have that energy to expend and you can't replenish it with right. anything. And she gets really upset. And you see, Dar Rick almost gets bit on the arm and Daryl saves him. And then as Sasha sort of flailing wildly with her knife, she cuts Abraham's arm in mid swing right. of killing a walker. So it's like they're kind of showing that she's reckless. Yep. And, you know, everybody's hungry, everybody's thirsty, and we can't afford to have you like going off the handle. Yeah, you're upset, but it's like don't put the crew in jeopardy or we're right. gonna leave you behind or we're gonna kill you and eat you, you know, yeah. whatever we gotta kill you and eat you. We'll, well they do eat, eat dogs. Well that's the other thing that we've talked about on the show before and we've talked about watching the show is that we actually saw a pack of stray dogs. And like we've never seen that never on the show. 
before. And it's been interpreted or uh, portrayed in like other movies and other sort of like Omega Man or, you know, like a post-apocalyptic scenarios. Mm-hmm. There's always like that sort of what happens to the animals, right. what happens to the livestock, what happens to the horses, what happens to the house pets. Right. And we talked about the movie The Leftovers when just people disappear and they have their house pets. Mm-hmm. There's these groups of random stray dogs. So for this to finally show up at this time when they're at their lowest low to have these fucking stray dogs show up. Yeah. Uh, it's sort of like symbolic. It's like it's like their reflection looking at themselves yeah. and these stray dogs. Yeah. Like, That's us. And it's them or us. And so this, they had sort of have this little like across the road standoff where there's the dogs on one side and it's like a couple of Dobermans and yep. they're like shaggy looking uh you know shepherd dogs. And uh, they didn't like have their knives out. And then what's her name? Sasha, Sasha shoots them. Just pow, 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 pow. And you're like, who did that? And it's Sasha. And she killed them. And then the next scene is like open fire. Everyone's. And they're eating the dogs. Yeah. Bowing down. I mean, shit. You know, what well, are you Well, I mean, do? they got lucky. They had nothing to eat. They were, they needed to. And the dogs, stray dogs that are hungrier are going to eat you. You know, yeah. they're going to eat you. Yeah, so. those dogs would have eaten them. They would have attacked. That's true. Or yeah, they would have attacked. Right. And then that bite, you get bit. That bite gets infected. Everyone, yep. you know, gets sick. So, yeah, you know, they fucking got something to eat, you know, and that was a pretty interesting scene. That was interesting. And then they there's all of a sudden there's a bunch of water bottles on the road with a note that says from a friend. From a friend. Well, first they show the note and it just says from a friend. And yeah. then they, they sort of, they go, whatever, pan down. And the, yeah, there's like three gallon jugs and a bunch of little bottles of water. Mm-hmm. And everyone's just sort of standing around it. And like you said, like they're obviously not that bad off because they didn't just rush for it. Because like Abraham and Rick are like, no, like we don't know who these are from. Yeah. We don't know what's in the water. And Eugene's like, fuck that quality test and he quality insurance yeah he reaches for it and abraham smacks it right. in his hand like no we're not drinking which this. you know what that was interesting that abraham's the one that smacked it out of his hand because after all he's, that after everything after the lie he's still protecting eugene he's well, still after fucking knocking him knocking ass, him silly silly knocking yeah him cold on the street eugene could have died right because it's not even the punch it's the landing on your head that'll right. kill you you know what i mean so yeah, it is funny that after all that, Abraham still has his fucking his soft reflex spot for him. was yeah. still to protect like, no. him. Like no, no he you... whacks it right away. Yeah, would he have done that with Maggie or Glenn or you know somebody else? Probably not. Probably no, not. he seems to be his keeper. Yeah, he is his keeper. Somebody actually posted a, a picture on Reddit today of them, and it showed Eugene and Abraham, and then underneath was a picture of. Uh, uh, Arnold and Edward Furlong from Terminator 2. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like, this is what I think of when I think of the two. I'm that's like, oh, yeah, that's funny. That's kind of like that. Yeah, kind of. You know, kind of, sort of. But uh, yeah, and so after that, they don't know what to do, and then it starts raining. And they're like, holy shit. And they're they're happy. And they're excited. They're happy because they're, ding- they're, they're gathering up and they're dirty. Like water and It'd be stuff. nice to get like washed out. And if I had a little bar of soap in my pack, I'd probably wash myself up. You know what I mean? And yeah, wash my clothes in that rain. You'd it'd smell. be so smelly. Yeah, it'd be nice to get a nice fucking clean. And then they then what happens is when Daryl sneaks off, or not sneaks off, but sort of goes on his little to like, cry. forage. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to go <laughs> I'm gonna go scout. You know, and he, he smokes. He, he smokes down, a he cigarette. Smoke. And he puts the cigarette on his fucking hand, man. Yeah. Which is pretty like, you know, pretty intense, a little little self-harming. But they show when when he's sitting up against a tree that there's sort of a barn off in the distance. And once it starts raining, they put their bottles out. They're all like sort of laying in the street. And then uh, they hear the thunder or something. And Daryl's like, it's and it really it's a starts bad running. Storm, yeah. yeah, and Daryl's like, I know where there's a barn. And so they all follow Daryl to this barn. And it's very like really like bare bones barn, like some but it's hay shelter. And, hay yeah, and it is shelter. shelter. And I would have like that would have been a great place to literally like go. I'm gonna go fucking clean myself up, and then I have a dry place to sleep and. 
at least I'll be refreshed as far as like survival goes. A lot of well, it's just now morale. they're clean. Well, the thing. A lot of it's morale, man. Oh yeah, well, definitely morale. But one thing you touched on with like the bar of soap and everything, because we've talked about this many times, you and I, yeah. about how how bad it must smell. Yeah. And how bad they must smell, and they yeah. never they never addressed that on the Not show. Really, they never addressed it. Very rarely. Remember the episode in season one when Rick first kind of goes to the city to get back the, with the group yeah. and Glenn and he dress them, put themselves up in Walker guts Yeah, and they're wearing, they're wearing visors and masks and they're puking. And Some they're of wearing them ponchos. Well, they, they're puking when they like, remember they, they take a, a, a Walker and they like read the guy's name. Yeah. And they're like, Thank you. So and so then he cuts them open and like Glenn pukes or Andrea pukes and everyone's yeah. like, Oh, the smell. Blah. And like, yeah. And that was sort of like the last time they addressed smell. And like, so some might say like, Oh, you're going to get used to it after a while. But, but I don't know. I mean, think about like it's rotting. Well, and we also, there's another thing we've talked about, which is the, I mean, we're dealing right now with people around the country having the measles from going to Disneyland. Yeah, which is fucking which is insane. fucking insane, fucking crazy, right? And and you don't think that there would be crazy widespread disease right. from all the rotting corpses? Of course there would be. And not to mention, like, if you don't clean yourself, you're gonna get sick. You're gonna get sick, and you're gonna get like you're gonna get like an ingrown toenail, and then oh, a little when, all things right, like that, little shit like that, and then you have to walk miles a day. That ingrown toenail is gonna turn into like a serious like abscess. an infection, and you're not gonna have something right. to to fix it. And you're gonna have to cut off your toe. No, and that's real. Yeah. The, the I remember during when Troy came out, you know, Brad Pitt's Troy, yeah. and they them being interviewed for it, and they talked about the reality of a lot of these guys. They died because they got a little nick on their leg yeah. and they were no antibiotics. An infection. And they got an infection and died. And that's another thing. I mean, obviously, we're suspending reality in a big way for the show in general. But in any, Anyway, yeah, sure. But there are things that they get into within the confines of that that I... I'd li- I'd almost like to see them address the smell thing somehow, yeah. or the disease thing. I feel like that's something or just that's the gonna hygiene have to thing. Be. The I, hygiene I feel like thing. they should say like, "Oh, we got to go shower," or "I got to yeah. go clean my hands," or you know what I mean, or right. something, just to, to indicate that like the 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 likelihood of disease and the likelihood of getting sick or having infection is so high right. that they would take extra measures to ensure that that because like your clothes when your clothes get dirty, you know, if you don't shower for a day, you're like, oh, yeah, you're like, uh. You know, and so like if you know you go weeks at a time with not months, even, yeah, months at a time. You don't have access. You have to a no shower. clean clothes. Yeah. I mean, they do. They show them constantly, sort of getting. You can new wash them in the river. And you get new clothes, whatever. But in the long and short, you need socks. Like, what happens if your your socks just you wear them through and you don't have yeah, socks? Yeah, it's like and, survival one on one. I mean, like yeah. you, there's all kinds of things like that. And I think the reason why I I know it probably bothers you too for the same reason it bothers me is that we're kind of zombie purists and we're fans of like the. Max Brooks kind of zombie survival guide and stuff. Yeah, World and War Z. He's sort of like the unofficial sort of you Godfather. Know, of, Godfather. Well, or, or the new Godfather. Theorist. I guess George Romero's the Godfather. Well, he's sort of like he's a purist. Uh, you can read it. Like he really like thinks he, it I, out. Like yeah, what if this he really happened? Here's the reality of these things. And I mean, they don't follow that same 
pattern well, in lot the to show, consider. but there's a lot to, to like, consider. And you have to sort of create a universe where all of your sort of facts work and don't work. Right, right? And Max right, Brooks course. does that with his own thing. And he, he, like, you break it down to, like, is it a biological outbreak or is it, like, a spiritual outbreak? Because mm. there's a whole thing of, like, do they rise out of the graves and, like, is it caused by, like, wit- dark magic or is it caused by disease or is it caused by a, a flu-borne virus? And mm-hmm. generally speaking, nowadays, it's always, like, flu-borne virus. Right. But there's been movies where it's, like, you upset the spirits and the zombies, yeah. you know, they come yeah. out of the grave. And that's not, I don't think that resonates as closely with, like, the general populace. No. Because it's not quite as interesting or realistic. Mm-hmm. Like, realistic in, in quotes, you know what I mean? But, because, you know, a, an outbreak could happen. You know, like, 28 days later, they basically have, like, human rabies. You yeah. Know? It's kind of, so, like, in that sense, it doesn't really feel that far off. Right. Especially when you watch movies like Contagion, or you just read oh, about the, me- yeah. the measles or the bird flu, or uh, even the Ebola. The Ebola scare, which, you know, now yeah. no one is talking about, but it still was a very serious thing at the time. And people think, like, even Bill Nye, when we saw him talk, that was around the same time. And he's like, yeah, okay, so it's like a few cases here and there, but don't think that, that th- this couldn't spread right everywhere. You know what I mean? In, in, in a certain amount of time. Like, it absolutely oh, it would. could. It absolutely would. Yeah, and he was saying that, you know? So I think the whole sort of, like, you know, spirit versus, you know, uh, you know, the science versus it's another thing of like science versus spiritual you know what mm-hmm. i mean and it sort of breaks down in like what zombie lore you appeals more to you yeah no you know? that's true but in this in the walking dead universe it's totally like disease caused the whole thing in the cd and CDC because of that and, that's yeah. why i guess i am waiting for them to sort of introduce things well and and because this season well this episode they introduced the idea of severe hunger and water, mm-hmm. although, like you said, that um, they didn't dive for the water bottles, so they weren't at the point they were still batting. They thought yeah. that it was poisoned. They didn't know who this guy was who left it, yeah. so they thought maybe something's in it. Who knows? Yeah. If they were literally at the point where, you know, like people are when they're on a raft for seventeen, yeah, days, dying in the desert, Tom you Hanks wouldn't cast even away. think there was no. There'd be yeah. no thinking. Water, just grab sure. it, chug it back. I'm yeah. thirsty. I'm dying. Yeah. So they haven't gotten there, but I'm wondering if they're going to introduce more of these sort of basic necessity things that we haven't really seen them get into before. Yeah, which I hope they do because it sort of it heightens the uh, threat and it heightens the The reality, uh, the reality of it, and it also makes for you know interesting television, suspenseful and interesting television. And it's a lot of those properties are in uh, the you know Zombie Survival Guide by Max Brooks. Like he talks mostly about that. Like whenever these big zombie fans ask him, it's like, "What would you have? A shotgun? A blood?" He's like, "I'd have water purification tablets." You know? Yeah. He's like, he keeps it like that's what I'd have. And neosporin. And yeah, and like iodine. (laughs) You know, like that's the these are the things. And then I'd worry about my fucking AR-15 and my fucking Remington yep, shotgun or whatever, you know? And so, like, in the kind of, like, he's not, like, fun with it. Like, he's like, I don't like this. Like, I write, I write a lot about it, but, like, I don't write it because I get off on it. I write it because I'm, like, really scared of it. <laughs> yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, he's like, I'm not, you know, I'm... Yeah. It's interesting. He's an interesting guy. And it's he has an interesting perspective that created such a, you know... I feel like the zombie survival guy is kind of like the unofficial Bible, like, book of... Of just like the zombie universe, right? Of all zombie universes, like all zombie universes would use that as a reference to create. Like True. if someone was going to write the next Walking Dead thing, they would. They've probably read Jesus the zombie survival the zo- guide. Yeah, you know what I mean. Which is cool because yeah, if you read it, you're like, yeah, holy shit! Like this guy's written something 
for something that might never happen, but it's like you're reading like an almanac. Like yeah. it's a really dry read kind of. You know, it's yeah, not like, yeah, like World true. War yeah. World War Z is a fucking awesome like Story. juicy novel. But like the zombie survival guy is kind of a fucking dry read, and it has these weird like sort of diagrams, and it's a lot of lists, and it's really sort of like you're reading like a fucking first aid manual. Well, CDC personnel always talk about hey, hey, these survivalists are great because in an actual any kind of contagious type situation, yeah. these things would many of this it's would the apply. same properties, yeah. it's the same principles. Yeah, if there's a fucking tornado or an earthquake, yeah. you're you going to need the same things that you would have as in a right. zombie outbreak. You know, so yeah, go ahead, zombie people. That's Read what. It. Well, and side note about Max Brooks, he was a writer for SNL. He was a writer for SNL and an unsuccessful writer, yeah. <laughs> which shows like he didn't have an act for comedy, like his father. <laughs> it doesn't, you know, you don't pass the torch sometimes. AKA Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks is Max Brooks's father, which a lot of people are always surprised by, which makes sense because yeah, it's the complete opposite. But yeah, yeah. he added, you know, entree in comedy. It didn't work. I've talked to people that I've known that worked on SNL, and they're like, yeah, I'm working with Max Brooks. It's like, I'm I'm not surprised he's a successful horror writer, <laughs> you know, <laughs> because as far as, far as comedy comedy goes it just you know and yeah. they uh, you know that's the way it goes, that's the way it goes. and he's one of the most successful you know zombie writers yeah he's you know? the guy he's the he's guy the so guy. go ahead max brooks that was yeah that's great and so low so with the episode they end up in the barn mm-hmm. the, there's a like a herd at, at the barn door and they all get up and they're working as a team yep they all f- get back well, into the three, it the, the three the three i love the way they did this the three most depressed ones go, like Daryl goes first, sort of least into it, and then it, Maggie yeah. sees because they're they're awake. They're the awake, ones are, and then Maggie sees and she goes, and then Sasha goes. So it's the three of them at the door. Yeah, the three people that like pushing have it back, it off the most. and then everyone else sort of comes as well. One by one, they all come. Carl, yeah, they're all there, you know, and they're all pushing on this door, and then it cuts, and it cuts to like day. And at first I thought that was just sort of like a dream sequence that one of them was having. But yeah, then but they, sh- yeah. they open the doors and they show that the storm was so bad it knocked down all these trees and took out all the zombies right. that they were holding the doors in from them getting in. And then as they're doing that, who is it? The two. It's, it's Maggie and Sasha, right? Yeah. And oh, they go out and see the sunrise. They go out to see yeah. the sunrise. And they're the ones that sort of see the whole fucking display of falling down uprooted yeah. trees and, you know, zombies impaled and impaled. hanging and they're I still know. alive. Kind of, alive. Yeah. They're not, you know, because the head's It's like a divine moving. act, kind of. Yeah, and Gabriel, like who, earlier in the episode when they're eating the dogs, yeah. Gabriel takes his collar off and burns it. Yeah. And he had, and it's kind of, it's a sort of an interesting moment because he had been trying, he was trying to cheer up Maggie. And, and, tell, she was and, like, and she was like, off. fuck off. He was trying to say, look, if you want to talk to me, she's like, what? I don't, I'm not religious anymore. Fuck off. Yeah. My dad was religious and you, and she even said you abandoned your flock. Right. Like, you know, why would I want to talk to you? You're not a man of God. You're just like everybody else trying to survive and scratching and biting to survive. But he's still know? trying to stick with that. And then when yeah. they're eating the dogs, it's like almost like he has this release of, I'm eating a dog. I've gotten to this point. He takes his collar off and he throws it in. Mm-hmm. And then when they are when they survive this night, burns in the, the collar. Yeah, he had already burnt the collar, but he, they survive the night. And he looks up and he just says, "Thank, uh, sorry, Lord, or thank you, God." Yeah, you know? right. It sort of felt that way because like the sun's up and yep. you know the way they cut from. Or he might have said that when the rain came. Oh yeah, I think he did. Yeah, I think he said it when the rain came. But he, but he definitely something. he he has his moment of loss and like he where he loses everything and then he kind of comes back. Yeah, and he hits bottom sort he of. Hits sort of bottom. Yeah, yeah. and uh, 
and then so like freaking uh the cliffhangers that they're so good at doing yeah. on the show they uh they show the music box that Carl gives Maggie which is kind of like a little Beth in a music yeah, box. Yeah, little Beth in the yeah. music box. And as they're doing that and watching the sunrise, up comes freaking Mr. Hollister. Yeah. Freaking guy off the freaking, out of the Hollister, Hollister. catalog. Well, he looks like he's fucking out of a fucking JCPenney catalog. Oh, what's Hollister? Hollister's a clothing company. Oh, I've You've never, never heard, heard of it. Hollister? No. Hollister, it's like America. It's like preppy, yuppie bullshit really? clothing. Really? Yeah. Oh, no. Never heard of Hollister. No. Look at that, folks. I, I to me I would have said LL Beans. You're fired. <laughs> no, LL Beans is like cool though. They have like that guy looked like fucking JC Penny catalog. Yeah. LL Beans is like And he's cool all stuff. clean. And that's and the thing. Stuff. He looks literally like he just walked out of a photo shoot. He's clean. He has a nice nice pressed clothing right. and he has his hair sort of done. Yeah, and, it's like what? And there he's like, Hi, you know, can I talk to who's in charge? Yep. And then I think it ends right there pretty much. Uh, does it end right there? Uh, yeah, maybe it does. Because, well, I'm thinking because they show the clip of of next week. Oh no! Doesn't it end in the barn with them, him on his knees? No. And them at, okay, no, that's, that's next, the week. next week. Yeah, that's okay. the clip they showed from next week. Okay. Yeah, it sort of ends with like, "Hey, can I speak to the man in charge?" And to be honest, after reading the comic books, like I now like I see where they're going because this is exactly what happened, pretty much more or less in the comics with, with the comic books of this guy who is clean and is like doesn't look like he's road hmm. road worthy. You know what I mean? And uh, you sort of slowly find out who this guy is. Is this going to be? bad is this gonna be more bad no it's not more bad but it feels like it's gonna be more bad and then it's not and then hmm. then it becomes you know it's always kind of bad you know it always goes yeah, back it always to being goes bad. Back to bad yeah but we I, are in the walking dead universe but if they stay true to this storyline from the comic books i'm actually like excited to see where oh, this goes okay. especially since this is what the second episode of of the mid-season yes, of mid-season so yeah. there's maybe what four more episodes something like that yeah so maybe four or five more episodes we'll say so they might get to a place in the comic books that is going to be really interesting to see with a whole bunch of new characters. I think they will because they've they've Kirkman had talked about Nicotero, maybe it was Nicotero and talked about how there's more there's so many new cast members coming. Oh yeah, well then yeah, so, that would be where they're going with this thing because yeah. there has to be in order to act out this storyline for right. the, you know for the upcoming episodes and from the uh, the story of the hmm. comics. All yeah. right, yeah, so it's exciting because this is cool that they're getting to this place because then the next stop, which will be season six, is a whole other bag of shit, which really? is also really cool. Almost uh, more shit. It's cooler than the governor though. Oh they, really? Yeah, it's way cooler than Woodbury. If they do it right, it's fucking way cooler. It's Fucking, I mean, Woodbury's cool too, but it's like badass, really badass. Okay. What happens? And um, there's some really cool new characters that are introduced. So, hmm. you know, you know tune in, same dead time, same dead channel. Yep. We'll be talking about next week's episode uh, next week. But uh, how are we doing on time? Do we have time to go over our news items? Or are we? I mean, we're we're an hour. We're an hour in. We're, we're an hour we're in. An hour. Hour. You have been listening to us for an hour. Yeah. If you made it this far, you get you're a our prize. fans. Yeah. You're we definitely love a fan. you. You get a prize of fandom. I don't know if they can. Yeah, that's a prize. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks. A consolation prize. Well, uh, you want to hit a couple of your news items? Yeah. Sure. Let's do that. Let's see. What do we have here up from this week? Little things. Little things. Let's see. Okay, so we'll start with this. Um, for fans of Viggo Mortensen and fans of Lord of the Rings Me. and fans of the movie Eastern Promises, Me. if you go back and you watch the movie Eastern Promises, 
Vigo Mortensen, he's a he's a not an informant, but he's a DEA agent or he's some sort of agent, Russian equivalent of a DEA agent, posing as a Russian mobster, mm-hmm. and so he's covered in like traditional Rus- Russian prison tattoos. And if you go back and watch it, uh, everyone on the cast of Lord of the Rings got this elvish tattoo that is, is, stands for uh, the 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 word nine, which is in the, the yeah. And the nine, yeah. Yeah, and if you go there's you can actually Google it, you can see that on in in a few he of the shots it? the tattoo's not covered. So there's no this way. Elvish that, yeah, tattoo, I know that tattoo. And it's in and amongst all That's these like hilarious. Russian prison tattoos. That's awesome. Yeah, it's really fucking cool. It's interesting cool. that they didn't cover it. Yeah, they didn't. It's funny. I'm kinda it's kinda cool that yeah, they did. Yeah, that is cool. Because you'd really have to watch to notice it. I never noticed it. Yeah. You know, watching that movie. And if you haven't seen Eastern Provinces, you go should. fucking it's kill yourself. Because it's awesome. <laughs> 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 it's, well, I mean, it just shows you the chops that Vigo has. He's such yeah, an amazing actor. It's such a good movie, man. And it's really authentic as far as I know about the whole sort of Russian black market it's, like it's underbelly. Yeah, it's disturbing, but it's great. Yep. If you like the Naomi movie uh, History of Violence, which he's which also, is also really good so in. good. And it's yeah. another like sort of mobster movie, gangster movie, yeah. you know? It, but it's not in Russia. This one's in Russian. Like Russian mobsters well, no, are like the in, scariest mobsters. It's in London, right? No. Or Paris. No. No, what are you talking about? The movie doesn't take place in Russia. What movie? Eastern History of Promises. Violence? No, Eastern Promises. Yeah, well, wherever Eastern Promises yeah, takes place, like London, it's about the Russian mafia. Yeah, but uh, the History of Violence takes place in, like, small-town America. Right. You know, but, uh, yeah, so see History see History of Violence, see uh, Eastern Promises. If you're a fan of Ego Mortensen, then you, all you know him of is uh, Lord of the Rings. Uh, what else here? Ah, okay. So Mark Hamill, who is also in the new Star Wars, mm. has asked fans of the Star Wars Force Awakens, uh, manage your expectations. Because, <laughs> unquote, I'm telling you, comma, it's just a movie. Uh, okay, Luke. <laughs> yeah, okay, Luke Skywalker. <laughs> and I think uh, that's kind of fair. Yeah, it's fair. I don't think it's going to happen. I no. think that everyone's going to have expectations and, and be upset. They're going to be let down. Yeah, yeah, they're going to be let down because yep. their expectations are too high. Yep. And that's okay. I mean, you should have expectations of something that's like, you know, greatest sci-fi story ever told. Right. You know, but at the same time, I, you know, if you did you see the two Star Treks? Did you see those? Did you see what J.J. J. Abrams did with those? Mm-hmm. Were you blown away by those? Nope. Did they? Did you feel like you were really in the Star Trek universe? <laughs> yeah. That's not. Uh, that's, the first one was okay, but I didn't even feel like I was in the Star Trek universe. Yeah, that's true. Like it just felt like big action in space. It could yeah. have been any. Could have been any. It could have been any universe. I didn't. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, the, we, actually, the movies they did with the um, with Shatner, and then the later version. You know, Patrick they put Stewart. the Patrick Stewart ones. Those you feel like you're in the universe. Fuck yeah, and those you. are good movies, and they're good movies. Yeah, but they just. I don't know. I feel like they are so focused on make like making it new, modernized modern, and modernized, new and, yeah, and that they it loses any sort of like semblance of the original universe and the feel that it had when you're watching it. Like I didn't again. I watched the Con movie and like Benedict Cumberbatch is great, but yeah. Ricardo Montalban versus was, yeah Benedict Cumberbatch is completely different looks. Yep. and they do that. They're like, we're going to make it look completely different. Yep, this isn't your grandpa's Superman no. with red underpants, right? You know well, what I mean? It's that I same still thing. Love 
like it's that's the same Superman. thing though. It's like you're why why you you change these little things and then you don't and then the story's not that great or the, right. it doesn't look it doesn't f- have the same feel or the true. same vibe. That's why movies like Guardians of the Galaxy when you go and you watch it and even if you aren't familiar with the source material, it still like creates a new universe yeah. that you can commit to and be like I'm I'd rather watch Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. 2 than Star Trek 3. You uh, know what I mean? Yes. And and I I feel like with on like there's all these standalone Star Wars movies are doing mm-hmm. with like so and so has a Star Wars movie and such and such yep. has a Star Wars movie and then there's the trilogy that they're doing. It's yeah. just going to become. It's not going to be Star Wars. It's well, going it to be isn't Star Wars. Anymore. I mean, it's Disney. You're going to see droids. You're going to see stormtroopers and shit. But yeah. you're not going to like. I wouldn't. I'm not even like. I'm excited. I'll go see it in theaters because that's what you do. Right. I don't have high expectations. No, I don't either. Uh, not not in the same but sense But I don't think I'm going do. to I'll tell you this though. As as huge a fan of Star Wars as I am. I was you know little kid when it came out. I saw it in the theaters. Yeah. It was my demographic. Yeah, it was your age group. It was man. I was 8 years old. And um I loved it. It was my favorite movie ever. Still probably is one of them. Um, yes, yeah, of course. But and as much into that universe I was I will not be that let down by this because I'm going to be more let down by Dawn of Justice. I'm I'm Probably. suspecting to be more let down by Dawn of Justice because I was very let down by Man of Steel. Yeah, and you wanted to I see that. I wanted to see it so badly because I love Superman. Like I was I went to see it, but I wasn't I did not go in like I did when Dark Knight came out or Dark Knight even when Dark Knight Rises came out. Like right. I I wanted to see that very badly. And Man of Steel, I was just like, yeah, of course, I'll go see it. It's Superman. You got to see the new Superman, but I I didn't like have a lot of invested interest in it at all. Right. And that's how I feel about the new Star Wars. I don't have invested interest. If it's no. really good, I'll be like, awesome. Awesome. Of course. But you loved Star Wars as a kid too. Of course. Yeah. And I was a I was the generation that got like the fucking revamped version. Version, yeah. And not like Which not sucked. not the first three, not the like the the Triquel prequel. Oh, you're talking about the re the, the Lucas's like yeah. new bastardizing version yes. where he put yes. Jabba the Hut in the yes. first movie and yeah. added like these scenes and added like yeah. dugongs in the yeah, background. Yeah, you got all that shit. Yeah, I mean, I've seen. Of course, we've all seen the originals, and those are the best ones. Right. But that I was like nine or ten when it's like new Star Wars, like Ugh. not really new, not but really like, new, sort of new, shittier, and like shittier, and like stuff that you didn't notice that you would have had to see is going to be in there now and like you didn't ask for this but here it is well like know? han shot first the han shot yeah. first is the worst defender of that whole thing and that's still yeah. something that people talk people about. are still mad about that you know that there's shirts right now that i saw that say rick shot first in that in there's an episode where he like in the governor i think I forget what episode it is that he shoots somebody first. Oh, with Shane, maybe when he kills Shane. Or, mm, I don't uh, know. Carl kills. But Shane. that haunt. That ha- no, it's probably when he shoots the cop on the ground. Or, I don't know. But like, there the Han shot yeah. first thing is a big deal to people. Well, it's like. George Lucas is like, yeah, I never wanted Han Solo to be that way because, you know, it's a bad influence on kids as like a main character in the movie. Mm, you know, and it's like, what? I didn't what? even notice that as a kid. Yeah. I watched that movie as, as a yeah. child, you know, and I watched that scene and I watched him Greedo stop him and they're all about to leave. And you're like, oh, fuck, who's this guy? Why right. is he talking to Han? And I wasn't like, oh, man, Han Solo shot first. I'm going to be a criminal when I grow up. You know what I but mean? But no. And, and by the way, he shot him first because he knew he was going to get killed. Yeah, that's what like, Greedo's 
not there. like I mean he was gonna get I, I don't it's ridiculous. Well Greedo's a bounty hunter. Yeah, he knows he's a bounty hunter. Is. He's gonna take him or he's gonna kill him, one or the other. Yeah, so So he did what he had to do. I had like, I this new mission with Luke Skywalker. He like had this new fucking yeah. objective. He's like, Yeah, you're sorry, Greedo. And like who's who's upset that Greedo got killed? I know. <laughs> who's ever been like not Greedo? What kid is yeah, scarred by that? Yeah, what kid was like didn't think Han I mean, didn't I grew up thinking Han Solo was a freaking hero. And a badass. And a badass. He, he was, was like, awesome. Yeah, he's like an intergalactic fucking, you know, drug runner. Yeah. Bounty hunter. Not bounty hunter, but a, yeah, smuggler. And But when you think about it, they would not have uh, Chris Pratt do that in Galaxy today. No. They wouldn't have him do that. They Probably wouldn't. not. No, I don't I think guess so. Not. I mean, if it's a, it's a difference between a blaster and a gun with bullets, though, too. That's true. I feel like a blaster is sort of like less uh offensive to people or less like like jarring yeah like a literal it's like gun to the chest fucking you know beretta clock nine right. to your head or you know but then like a heart like a blaster just like a little red beam sort of like what does it a blaster even do what does it dance like a burn wound isn't it isn't that kind of what a lightsaber does it's like a burn wound when it's set where, like well it, no a laser can cut you in half well yeah but then like like when it does cut you in half, the wound is instantly yeah, it's cauterized. It's cauterized, yeah. So it's sort of like a hot burn, like right. sort of goes through you like butter. Um, butter. Yeah, but yeah. So yeah, I'm not. I don't expect much from the Star Wars. So if it is good, I'll have nothing but you know happiness to yeah. be surprised. I feel like that's what people should do. Don't fucking yeah. We've already seen. They've already put out three movies that I sucked. Know. Like what are yeah, you? Yeah. What expecting? else? We like yeah. And I really can think only it's go up of, from there. It's kind of a conflict of interest to have the Star Trek guy do the Star Wars movies. I anyway, agree. I it's agree. It's funny nobody's ever said that. I'm it's sure like, people have said that. I've never heard someone say that, but yeah, I think it's kind of odd. When I remember when I was told that, I was like, "Why is Star Trek guy doing Star? There's yeah, no one else that can do Star yeah. Wars. <laughs> like, there's no one else. We want the lens flares. <laughs> <laughs> there's not enough lens flares yeah. in Star Wars." <laughs> That was fucking, yeah, Lucas's idea. Speaking of that, um, the Suicide Squad, the movie, mm. uh, they recasted uh, Tom Hardy's character, okay, uh, Rick Flagg, who is sort of like the Nick Fury of the Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. And it's going to be, drumroll please, uh, the fucking new RoboCop guy, Joel Kinnaman. Who? What? Who is like, why, I don't know, like no one else was available, I guess. Mm. Jake Gyllenhaal didn't want to do it. And, yeah, he passed. And Yeah, he passed, and so it's like, I, I didn't even see the well, new Well, so Robocop. who do we have in the cast now? Will Smith. Oh, God, that's right. Will Smith is playing Deadshot. Um, and then the what's-her-name. That's weird, because think about this. Uh, Will Smith and the woman who's playing Harley Quinn are in, are a, in new a movie, movie right, right now, now, like a con artist Some movie. Some stupid fucking movie. And it, like, I almost feel like that's not an accident. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know when they casted each other for, or when they were casted for Suicide Squad, but it, just to have a movie come out like this month starring two people that are going to be starring in Suicide Squad together. Jared Leto is the yeah, Joker. Yeah, Jared Leto plays a Joker. And then... Jay I, Courtney's Boomerang. Yeah. And then it's not like a lot Viola of... Viola Davis. Not a lot of big names. Yeah. Um, Tom, Jesse Eisenberg is in it because he's as Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor, yeah. boo. Whatever. Well, yeah. Yeah, we'll so see. now we have uh, RoboCop. 
They lost me with Will Smith, so I don't really care. Well, it's like, and like now Will Smith's doing all these movies to like almost like remind Re- people that like, he's still hey, I make around. movies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not just the Scientology guy. Yeah, I'm not just like the father of strange children. <laughs> yeah, I make movies. Uh, what else here? Uh, Fifty Shades of Grey has now become the second highest opening weekend ever in North America for a February release oh, God. after only uh, 2004's The Passion of the Christ, which is like one of the mm. biggest movies, probably maybe the biggest independently funded movie ever. Maybe. I feel like it generated a billion dollars and Mel Gibson funded it all himself. Right. Because none of the company, you know, production companies want to touch it. it. Yeah. You know, and uh, it took in $81 million dollars. And 68% of the audience was female. Yeah. Well. So it shows you that, you know. I will not be seeing it because the writing is so fucking bad. Yeah. It's so bad. Horrible. Horrible. Just reading some of the quotes. People put up these like sort of meme quotes of the book that I've read. And it's just some of the most like offensively bad yeah offensively bad like what is the quote that you said someone said it it reads like someone's oh it read like someone who wrote in their second language yeah. it sounds <laughs> writing like writing english for the first time for the first time in a set in their yeah. first language is slovakian or whatever it was, they're, they're writing <laughs> it a whole novel they're just they're just skipping ahead yeah. they're not reading c spot run they're writing right. a trashy <laughs> romance novel first thing that's first. First well, thing. Well, Twilight inspired her. She she talks about how she was inspired by Twilight, and this yeah. is such a product of the self publishing era. It's like this is not something. I mean, you can talk about how oh, this is so successful and that's awesome, but the, no publishing house would have picked this up, you know, and no they way. didn't. So and they didn't. Yeah, but, and because it's bad. But hey, it made a lot of money. Made a fuck ton of money, ton and of everyone money. knew it was. It had this sort of like locked in audience of females. It was released uh, a Valentine's Day. It's you know yep. sort of like a sure thing to make money, even if it is a fucking steaming piece of crap. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What else here? Uh, speaking of, uh, speaking of SNL, mm. uh, today I found out that the Dana Carvey show, which was aired, oh I remember that. Yeah. Seven episodes in 96. It actually says eight episodes on IMDb. It says seven episodes here. Had a writing team which included Louis C.K., Stephen Colbert, what? Steve Carell, <gasps> Bob Odenkirk, <gasps> Charlie Kaufman, and Robert Smigel. What the fuck? Yeah, and more. Holy shit. And it, it, made, it went all of seven episodes. Wow. But it showed you the juice that Dana Carvey had. Yeah. And also, if you go on the IMDb and you read like the some of the co-feature players and stuff, right. it's like Bill Murray and like he was, you know, and like wow. Lauren Michaels, you know. So like at the time, Dana Carvey had nothing but juice, man. Yeah. And like these young guys, Stephen Colbert and Steve Carell were like the young writers in the room. You know what I mean? Right. CK, you know, Odenkirk. I mean, Odenkirk wrote the Matt Foley sketch. That's right. Yeah. Bowen Kirk's been doing it for fucking ever. Yeah. And yeah, so that's just a funny fact, man. Well, that's probably a good place to leave it because uh, I think we got to wrap it up here. Yeah, it's getting to be overtime. Way overtime. You guys are going to have to pay us time and a half. You <laughs> <laughs> have to listen to it twice. Holiday pay because it's a holiday. Because it's still It's pay. President's Day. It's President's Day. Happy President's Day. Yeah, happy President's Day. Fucking... <laughs> <laughs> watch eastern promises well and we'll be back next week and have a vod to go over because i didn't get to go over my vod i don't think anyone's too upset about that hey now i think we'll be fine without a vod oh okay watch get shorty it's on netflix watch other stuff too
Yeah, whatever. All right. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Hey, now. Hey, now. We'll catch you on the flip side. See ya. See you later.